This is episode 293 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel Internet Magic Manzano. Will, don't worry about it. Hegwood. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And Ryan, that was too close. Staniszewski. Yeah, sometimes when you're at a family or friend gathering and there's a really important thing you're supposed to do in the middle of it, you sometimes forget about an hour into it. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, I think. I think we're going to talk about that just a little bit. So uh, as for uh, announcements and news, um, hopefully you all had a, uh, a good week, good uh, happy new year. We are over here at GSP getting uh, getting the train rolling for 2023. Our podcast episode is brought to you by our Gold Squadron patrons. Heroic Squadron voting ends this Wednesday. So we have two RZ2A wings to vote for, a, a Fireball, a Y-Wing, and a T-70X wing. All right? You have those uh, five ships to vote for. All the voting is open now and closes on Wednesday, so make sure that you vote. Uh, first kind of mini topic, we have the Sector Series. Uh, we are approaching 200 people signed up, which is amazing, but you, uh, you got to make sure if you're signed up for Sector Series that you assign yourself the correct role in our Discord. And if you don't know how to do that, it's quite easy. I'm going to go ahead and show it on the screen right now um and if you are just listening that's okay too so you go to our gsp events section you go to uh event role assignments and right here you'll see that it says select the chosen sector below to be assigned the correct role so one two three and four you just go ahead and click the number and it gives it to you. Now, you can't select more than one. It will take you away from the other one. So you just select the one that applies to you. And that'll make it so that I can, like, tag you guys and be like, hey, sector one, pairings are up, so, so on and so forth. Because as of right now, as of right now, um, you know, we have, like, 80-something people in, uh, in sectors one and four. And that's not... 80 something people who've clicked these buttons so go ahead go, go ahead and do that it's about half the people who, who have done that step so please please go ahead and get that done now Dion, where again do i go vote for the pilots for resistance uh that's uh uh there is uh, there are polls on our patreon page patreon got it mm-hmm and then uh, we're gonna jump right into topic two, and this is our, our kind of big section that uh, that I would love, I want to talk about because I think it's really important. We have here, let me make these things go away. We have the World Championship registration is officially uh, opened and uh, gotten full <laughs> all all at the same time. But I wanted to break down the format and all that. And uh, Ryan, go ahead and share your registration story. Well, mine's less hectic than some other people's, but I guess I'll explain the whole thing is that, uh, so what I alluded to in my middle name, that was, that was too close. Um, so the tickets went on sale at 1 PM central time, uh, Sunday, Redemptcon Sunday, January 8th. Um, for me, that is 2 PM. 
Um, I was at a friend's, uh, their son's first birthday, who's an Ollie, who's one month younger than Ollie, basically. They're going to be best buds growing up. Um, and in the middle of that, um, it, it, it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, I still like, I knew I was planning on buying tickets on my phone there. I actually, when I parked at their house, I checked my phone, checked the service because it was rural-ish Michigan. So make sure my uh, gotta watch connection out. from Verizon yeah. is going to hold up unless yeah. I, or I need to ask them for Wi-Fi. Um, so I, I checked that. And it was good. I was happy with how it was working on the Adopticon site at base before registration. Um, and then just got caught up in like, you know, the festivities, the food, the presents, uh, taking care of Ollie and making sure he's doing good in, in a new place. And I just turned to Sarah and I'm like, I need to get the tickets. And I look at my phone. It's like 315. <laughs> it's, it's like an hour and 15 past the, the time that's open. So I, I open up Depticon site. I'm like, badge, LCQ, done. Like, I just that's all I care about. I don't care about looking at any other events right now. I can modify my cart later. So I get the badge. LCQ was at 121 out of 128. <laughs> I check out and I'm out and I go and I got it. And then I message, I'm like, I'm like, I barely just got mine to like a couple of discords or like Facebook groups, uh, including our own personal discord that we all chat in. And uh, I believe Will also was just in time too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I sat down and I was like, uh, we were, I was taking a break from some wingspan. I was like, well, we'll see what the, see what's up with everybody. And yeah, I sat down and immediately got that message. And I think I think I when I clicked it, it went from two to one. <laughs> well, uh, I, I wonder how that works because I got when I went in there to get Kayla's, it also said two left. So I wonder if it was two left for a long I've, time. I've heard of multiple people who've like sat around the same thing as like what Will said, or like, I thought, I think I was the last one, or I must have been the second to last one because I was also really close there, and I'm like, I can, I know three other people that have said the same thing. Chat says you're muted. Every time. All right. So when it comes to um, to the Adepticon card, let me kind of talk about how that works. Um, essentially, you can add and remove things as needed. And with this year specifically, this Lance Chance qualifier, you have a lot of people who go to Adepticon, who play X-Wing once in a while, who added this last chance qualifier not necessarily understanding what it was and there was also a group of people who added the last chance qualifier thinking that's what they needed to do if they had an invite already so we had this kind of shuffling of people who had an invite already and and added the lcq and took a spot there and then realized they didn't because they actually read their email and kind of people shuffling in and out of to having that spots, those spots, and not having those spots. Um, yeah, because I think there's actually some point today where it said there were three available. So yep. there's likely people who have said, "Oh wait, I have an invite," and just 
got rid of it. It got put back in the pool. I don't know what it's at now. Um, while I forgot about that for about an hour and 15 minutes, uh, I look back at some of the chat history and some other friends and what they went through when they got on immediately. Um, it was about a half hour of just the site was dead. Like, mm-hmm. everyone who tried to register for Defcon stuff crashed the site, basically. Some people barely got in. So, it, like, it really didn't start for a half hour. So because of that uh, lockout, essentially, for a bit, to really get in and buy uh, the LCQ tickets, I don't know if I would have made it with <laughs> that hour 15 uh, forget time. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, I know I did put in a request to see if we can get more spots for that LCQ um, because it seems like there's demand, right? If we can open up more spots and and they they, they can see the wait list, um, but because this is in, it's not just a it's not a community event, it's not Adepticon's event, it's AMG's event. There's some hoops that need to go through as well as space management, which is probably at this point when you have events that are full um that say okay we have x number x rows of tables and i'll tell you exactly when, when they're in adepticon planning they're looking at rows of tables all right x wing is going to take this many rows of tables and they're going to look at everything and as we get closer they may end up opening more spots because they're going to realize all right hey x game in the hall isn't doing anything if we should shift the table usage in this area we can add 20 seats or something like that so my advice uh, i know it's difficult if you're trying to plan travel for it for the lcq um but you know there may be tickets that pop up later especially if you're a little bit more local there are side events happening throughout the the entire weekend thursday friday saturday and sunday so uh that should be that should be a good time so make sure uh if you go ahead Tickets are transferable, so start looking through the dark webs, like uh, through the reseller market. Go on StubHub. <laughs> Ticketmaster, no, Ticketmaster doesn't do resells, but yeah, like StubHub or one of those. You might find it. I don't know. I don't know if some people out people out there reselling uh, Adepticon <laughs> X-wing tickets. Here, I'm aware of people who wanted to buy tickets for multiple games, even though. So the structure that we're about to talk about, or X-wing, the structure is the same pretty much for Legion, for Armada's probably one less day. Any game they have set up is like very similar structure. So if you're trying to do like Legion and X-Wing, you probably can't do both. So people might have bought tickets for both and figure out later which one they really want to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, well, it'll it'll end up shuffling out. I will say uh, one of the th- one of the things that uh, is in. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know. I am not the organizer for the Adepticon thing i'm just streaming that's it streaming um and that's fine uh, especially with the new baby and stuff like that honestly would have been uh, 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 uh just another thing on top of the plate so it's cool um but one of the things in the event packet that i know chris is chris allen is the one running it uh he's like the to uh he's too nice to say it but i'm gonna go ahead and say it in there is like hey if you have a ticket to worlds already if you're guaranteed to get into stage one you should probably not play in the lcq i'm just saying there is adepticon doesn't have a way to keep those people out 
Like there, there is no way to gate that. That kind of is. Isn't the T, the TO can gate that? The, yes, but at the same time, the when it comes to the your 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 the way C vent is set up currently for Adepticon. Each of those things are their own individual tickets. And it's it. There's no way currently for them to to do like an A B modifier. Like if you have Friday, you're not allowed to take Thursday. Don't they don't have that set up? True, but what they can do is uh, I think Chris Allen's the uh, TO, right? Right. Um, what they can do is they can see like once this it's sold out, which it's sold out. They they can just run a list and say these are all the all the participants and then they just do a v lookup on the uh inv invitational list and say hey that these two match these this i, ag person should I agree with you i agree with you what but i'm saying Alan, is if you don't know how to do a simple v lookup on an excel sheet it's not that he doesn't know I, how. I think it's less i think I'll it's less it about the it's less about doing it it's the accessibility to get that information from adepticon from the c event etc etc does Chris have the access to all of that now, or will he in some future that matters to get people to not do what Dion is talking about? Right. It, anyway, what I was getting to, the point I was getting to in his literature, he says, please don't play in the LCQ. I am telling you, don't play in the LCQ. Okay, from from if what it sounds, invite, if you have an invite, okay, correct, the context. If you have an invite, stay out of the LCQ. There are more people who want to come. More play, more a diverse, if more diverse pool of people playing X Wing is a good thing. All right, so if we can get ten extra people in there, that's awesome. I don't mean to rain on parades. If you're like, I wanted to practice an extra day, do some pods or something. If you okay. want to practice, there's event. legit a warm up event during the LCQ for any invite. Bam. Invite yeah, I ended up buying the the practice event. So while Kayla's doing the LCQ, I'm going to be doing the practice one. So yeah, it's the same day. It runs the same time as the uh, LCQ. Actually, they should. I would be happy to like say, okay, refund me my ten dollars for the practice event and use those tables for the practice event and just go more LCQ people in there. Like I would be completely fine with that. Um, just get rid of the practice event and get more. I'll give up the space for practice and just dedicate. Yeah, because because there's a there's a yeah. practice Wednesday event. I, you know, practice in your own time. Buddy, there's more people in the LCQ. Was there a practice Wednesday event? I didn't even look at Wednesdays. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Wednesday, but it's the same day as the LCQ. So Thursday. Thursday yeah. Yeah, yeah. The practice event's the same day as the LCQ, so just kick us out and we'll practice in uh, in our rooms or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know once they they have an event and people signed up, they're pretty committed to it. But they, I, I want, I would not be surprised if we get some extra spots, but don't expect it to be like an extra hundred. Um, but what I'm hoping is that this type of uh, seeing 128 out of 128 show up uh, in something like that is awesome, and that shows you know AMG Adepticon for next time. Hey, maybe we need more space for for this. Maybe we got to allocate tables a little bit different. Because uh, I mean, last year, last year we had 200 something. 
200 and change. I have to, to look it up for uh, for our event. So uh, I was pretty confident they were going to fill it. Uh, but I know it being a world championship, they have, you know, obviously we're trying to crown the world championship at the same time. So we have some different priorities. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let's kind of break down for those of you who are in the competitive scene, what are the world championships looking like? What is, what are the steps you need to take in order to get that crown? Um, and Marcel, we'll go ahead and start with Thursday. What's happening Thursday? How many spots? How many rounds? All right. Uh, Thursday is 128 spots, five rounds, uh, last chance qualifier. And basically it is um, top how many ever needed to fill the total spots available in the um in the actual world's tournament um which is i mean you guys are going to talk about it but it's 180 so how many ever people don't show up because it's not just who got the invite it's who got the invite and who's attending mm -hmm. so and i don't think there's that many invites it's probably what like 50 60 invites going around I think I'm not, I'd, I'd not sure. closer to about 75 because we got to think about it's the invite because there was a period before the, the last Worlds where they said you could use it for this Worlds because it was so close for traveling and like planning mm -hmm. your own uh, ability to get there or the next one. Turns out the next one was going to be three years later. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many invites are around and how many people yeah, are there's, actually there's, making there's the trip probably a and lot still more. playing? Yeah. I, I would say 75 to 80. Yeah, so probably maybe if if they have 128 spots, uh, pr you're, uh, if they don't open up more spots, your chances are pretty decent that you make the next day. Yeah, in the in the description for the actual LCQ event, they say minimum 16 will get in. So that's like the minimum. So let let's say there were, I'm obviously exaggerating, 180 invites. Uh, that had gone out and 180 people registered, there would end up being 176 people playing. Minimum. 96. 96. That's how math works. Okay. <laughs> 196 people minimum. Uh, so, you know, at least 16 people are going, but essentially the goal of that tournament is to fill up that uh, that first stage. And speaking of, speaking of that first stage, uh, Will, what's happening on Friday? Okay, so on Friday, uh, it's going to be Swiss Stage 1. Uh, that has uh, the invites plus the last chance qualifier um, to about 180 spots. You're going to do five rounds that day, and you'll need eight points to move on. Uh, that's the tournament points, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, we're looking at. Essentially, you need three wins to move on. Uh, you can get it only, it looks like, through the math here, uh, if you get three draws. That fourth draw, though, that's going to take you out. Uh, so uh, really looking at the, the two losses here is the, the main thing. Two losses and you're not moving on to Saturday or to the, the final cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I broke that down to kind of give people an opportunity to know how, like, what's their goal? If they're looking to get into that second stage, you, you basically have two options. Three wins, two losses, or better, or two wins and three draws. So in order to get that nine points, because a win is 
two point uh, is three points, and a draw is one. So couldn't the one of those wait? So win two draws and one loss would give you eight. That, Correct. Yes, that's the other option. That's the yes, absolutely. I forgot that one. I can you fix lose that. one, draw two, win two, get you eight. That is the lowest bar. Yes, um, I knew it was luck, missing one. Drawing two games, it's hard enough for me to finally draw one game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go. Ahead, let's go ahead and fix that. Yeah, hello. Well, it doesn't want to, apparently. Whatever. All right. Anyway, what's happening on Saturday? So on Brian. Saturday is Swiss Stage 2. It's another five rounds. Everyone that made that eight-point mark from Stage 1 will move on to Stage 2. And simple as basically the top eight players will move on to the cut on Sunday. Uh, strength of schedule will matter Dion, I guess we don't know, probably a Chris question, but does that strength of schedule matter just for stage two or strength of schedule overall between stage one and stage two? So I literally asked this question earlier today to, to clarify. All of the scoring carries over from day one. So everything from stage one counts on stage two. So it's not a fresh slate in any way. And that's one of the one of the things I was thinking with that is that means submarining is a bad idea, right? You want to try to get wins early. The earlier you can get wins, the better, because that means you are playing higher quality opponents when it comes to SOS. No offense if you lose your first round. We're just talking about when it comes to strength of schedule. You're, you're playing people that have higher strength of schedule. Because they're starting out with more wins at the time you are playing them. Uh, so, yeah, that SOS is definitely going to matter because essentially when we get to round six of a 10-round Swiss tournament, five, you know, that those people who didn't make day two or stage two, effectively for round six through 10, they're adding zeros on your SOS. Okay, so wait. Um, so you're saying that it all carries over. It's not. It doesn't refresh and say. Uh, For your SOS two. and total points, I would assume. Right. I, I I genuinely hate that because you have no control over round one, two, and three. But the people that already made day two, like that's you're kind of on an even playing field. But if you advance with somebody who dropped after two rounds uh, on day one, I mean you're you're. Even I mean, you're just kind of SOL at that point. That might be something to ask Chris if he's if yeah. he's handling drops a little bit differently on the SOS or not, because I know he's been doing a lot of research the past couple months in in tournament organizations across uh, not just X not just X wing, but like getting as much research and information from other game systems and what they've used. And this is the template we're seeing: is more Swiss rounds, less of a smaller of a top cut to help really funnel out and determine the people who should be in a top cut elimination, and let more Swiss rounds determine the better of and more well-rounded of the uh, lists and players who can make it to the top cut. And I can see, like Dion said, submarining. It's not. It's not a good thing to do if you want to get to that top eight because you're more likely. If you lose your first two games in stage one, you might make stage two mm -hmm. and you might win out those games. It might be okay. But if 
those three games you won in stage one to get to that three and two to make stage two, uh, you probably were in a bunch of elimination games, right? So like you said, you just those, didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, you were in a bunch of elimination games and you're eliminating players that are no longer going to be able to play in stage two. So however that all maths out, I mean, you really are going to want to win as many games as you can. It's, it sounds obvious, but we've seen plenty of people have success by summary. It's not that it can't be done. It's just you're going to have it like by the end of it all, it's going to matter that you got wins often and early. So I'm going to quote you the, the message, part of the message where we're going back and forth here. Uh, and Chris said, there's SOS complications uh, that are more complicated than I can type out right now. So essentially, he's aware that that day, that stage one, those people being dropped, essentially, starting in round six, uh, which is was what it is effectively, uh, will create some things. And it sounds like he's going to manage that. Not sure what what that means. I'm, I'm going to definitely be asking and, and trying to figure out exactly what that means. That's my job, right? To be helping you guys and make sure you guys have that information. But essentially, what we're playing is a 10-round tournament. That's what Worlds is. It's a 10-round tournament. And with that, if you go to a... Um, now, mind you, this doesn't calculate draws, okay? If you just if you take a uh, this Swiss calculator right here, and we start with 180 players, okay? Uh, um, 100. Let's we're gonna call it effectively 180. Just for their math, they're calling it 180 because we don't have 180 invites. That's the that that situation. If you take a look at round 10, by the time we get to round 10, so this would be the final, there will have been one person who was undefeated. Okay. Mind you, these are, of course, elimination rounds. Uh, one person who uh, – sorry, those are not the elimination rounds. That's the end of rounds two. You have one person undefeated, one person who has only one loss, and eight people that have two losses. So essentially, when it comes to the SOS, there's going to be eight – people roughly that are really fighting for that so if you got your two losses later in swiss because you've been playing other people who have been winning you have a higher chance of making the cut versus someone who had their two losses early and have been playing against other people who have been losing it is a 10 round swiss yeah, i think that's where sos starts to actually work noticeably better than mov is when you have this many more rounds and mm -hmm. you have a higher chance to be with those higher win players mm -hmm. and this that's also the compromise that that has to be done when you do a top hard cut right there's a specific number that's just that's where you have to draw that line so uh i mean marcel essentially the the, the solution is just don't lose bro just don't lose right Noted. <laughs> um, and yeah, and obviously, when we get after that, we've gone we've gone through ten rounds. We're gonna have eight people 
at the end, when we get to Sunday, our top eight cut, total of four rounds, uh, excuse me, three rounds to find out who our champion will be. I saw a question in the chat from Twitchy5x5. Is GSP streaming this event? Yes, we are going to be streaming the World Championships. Um, what that setup is going to look like exactly, I know some people are like, are you going to bring back GSPN? Um, that was a costly fun but costly endeavor and, and i don't know if we can pull that off but what i do plan on having is what we've been doing our last few live streams where we have a single table and then we have a camera where we can take a peek at another game all right we will have that going be able to take take a little peek take a little dabble see how things are going uh, especially when it comes to that top eight cut i know chris uh we're planning on doing a um it's cool layout and i know that there were people who were there live who really liked that we were able to put some of the games up on a tv for you guys to watch so you weren't have to crowd uh we're gonna try to pull that off for you guys as well again so uh watch out for that uh if you're gonna be there live so world championships are you pumped let's go you have your lists already picked out right will ryan marcel i have <laughs> no <laughs> phone full of them you have a phone phone full of lists the rolodex <laughs> click oh man yeah i'm excited it should be uh this should be an absolutely uh, absolutely great time let's see if there's anything Maybe else the factions i'm not playing at least Ooh. Ooh. what's 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 the t who who have you crossed off your list who are you not giving uh, a rose i mean the easy one is scum because i i sold most of it anyway fair um probably rebel cross those two off okay marcel can, can you can you get us uh, a couple of factions you're not playing you don't got to dial in the exact faction uh not playing uh separatist for sure and uh i'll take scum also i'm not no, i'm not i'm not doing separatist or scum for sure all right, Will. Two factions that you are not playing. William was giving me a funny look because I, I picked Scum. Yeah, I he's like, he's like, Scum's the this Scum list is going to be so great. I'm going to take it to the team championship. Because you get to you get to choose. I know. But you're also Marcel. You've done plenty of Scum in your past. Yeah, I mean, I like Scum. It's fun, but I'm not going to take it to Worlds. I can tell you that I'm definitely not flying Resistance. Uh, and I doubt I'll fly Republic. I think there'd be a higher chance I fly Separatist over Republic. Fair, fair. All right, and obviously I'm going to be uh, behind the camera, so I will not be flying any faction. But uh, I'm excited to see what you all bring. We're of course going to be breaking down all those stats when we get there in person. That's a uh, couple couple months away. And we'll be, uh, before you know it, we'll be broadcasting live from Adepticon World Championships 2023. The first one back in three years, four years. How many, how many World Championships have we skipped over? Three? We had 19. We have 19. 2021, 2022. So we've skipped over three. All right. So we'll, we'll find out. As, as a little fun thing for you, since you didn't pick what factions you're not playing, out of us three, which one do you think is most likely to break their promise of who wasn't going to take their faction that we just said? Oh, Marcel. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was not meaning to set him up that way. I thought he was going to think more about that. Set him up, tear him down. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Marcel, I think, is the most likely to wake up the day of the tournament and go, actually, I want to fly this other thing. Okay, okay. I remember at the Canada Nationals, I borrowed ships because I didn't want to fly one of what I brought. Mm -hmm. And I ended up borrowing ships from my fellow Canadians to say, like, hey, build me something new. Yep. I think Will Will is, uh, if we're doing superlatives, what would be um, uh, probably... Let's be honest with you. I'm just going to steal a winning list the right. two week, a week and a half before the tournament. <laughs> Most likely so to net list. Let's take a look it's at the top four of LVO, and then that'll be one of Will's lists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and most likely, most likely person to uh, to doubt what they're bringing and probably end up bringing the thing that they were going to bring would be Ryan. Just still have doubts, but bring it anyway. Right, still have doubts, bring it anyway, okay. and only only brings it anyway because it's the world championship. I think if it's another tournament, ends up bringing something else and then regretting it later. All right. Yeah, that was Gen Con. Yeah. That's one hundred percent Gen Con. I did the latter of that. I should have stuck with what I was trying the entire time, even though I had doubts. <laughs> All right. So that's the world championship breakdown that we have for you so far. Uh, we're going to roll into our list of the week continuations because we had so many, so many uh, submissions. Thank you guys so much for your submissions that I want to I want to break some more of these down. And we got some cool lists and some interesting questions uh, bringing being brought up. So let me go ahead and adjust my screen for you while we're doing this. I saw Lambolo in the chat saying uh, he's excited to uh, to come out to a Adepticon. It'll be great to see you, my friend, in person, and uh, it'll be it'll be swanky. It'll be awesome. <laughs> All right. So uh, first list of the week. Uh, it's a Empire list. Who wants it? Who wants it? Anybody? Anybody? I'll take it. Woo. Where we starting at? What's the name of them? GN Bob. I did they all the the stuff I did put in the notes. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. All right. GN Bob has brought a, as you said, an imperialist. And they wrote up a little report for us uh, saying, I really like Ubel's ability. Uh, that's the new I 5 double shot uh, tie heavy, the brute, if you will. Uh, this list is uh, built around him. I'm using uh, Mauler Mythil and Backstabber to try to have a good offensive with uh, the boy pilots. Adding an item to increase their survivability and then second sister as a flanker. Main problem was the British position of Ubel. When I tried from the sides, he got too far away. When I tried from the middle, he was quickly destroyed. Um, well, I would like you to help me. You can change everything in the list except for Ubel. Uh, his look can be changed. Uh, this is a competitive. This is a competitive list, or just for fun. Uh, so I think uh, that's asking us after taking a look at it here. So, flight leader Ubel, as I said before, takes a second attack uh, when a friendly takes a damage card. Uh, it's at range zero to two. Uh, so kind of a blend of like quick draw plus Dengar, um, but for your whole team. 
Uh, this is built out with trick shot, synced laser cannons, and agile gunner, and the target assist droid. Uh, so you can get extra or extra calculates if you don't have any green tokens and are not stressed. Uh, we have those uh, Mauler and Backstabber boys out there um, with their offensive uh, upgrades and afterburners. Got Aiden out there with elusive ion cannon. And then second sister with juke and shield upgrade. Uh, so I like the I like the jousting triple block out there of the the two uh, the two boys and Aiden. I think that could bring a lot of attention away from Ubel. Uh, and then uh, as you said, uh, second sister on the flank there. Uh, now. Let me check the TS, but I know six-point pilots are pretty yeah, rare, I, but are there other five-point pilots can, that can no, be put I, into there? I think, just hear me out on this one. Okay. Um, all you need to do with this, honestly, if you want to keep a belt and still make this um, competitive, is swap out Second Sister for... Um, what is the I3 coordinator? I mean, the yeah, the I3 coordinator, three-pointer. Magna? Yeah, Magna. Magna. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Magna, and that way you can get Ubel, like on the, on the turns that Ubel is probably going to get bombarded, double action, and, mm. and reinforced. Um, they want so more get, ties, is what you're saying. Yeah, two more. So you're going to take a the, uh, the I3 generic at two points, and then the coordinator at three points. Mm -hmm. um, and the coordinator you don't have to fly it in a, in a block with everybody else like he, he can genu he can genuinely just be uh, uh depending on you know ma matchup dependent if you, if flight if ubel's gonna be taking a hit again he can be your uh a way to get him modded plus reinforced on, on those turns and it also with that two point throwaway it allows you to play around with the points a little bit uh so that you can get um a bunch of ruthlesses out there uh ruthless uh on a two-point ship um especially when you have like that i5 jousting that and it could, it could double hit you can probably push some additional damage in um and just double get get a, get a couple extra toys basically so that's probably what i would do second sister is awesome i love second sister Sure, and I, I just checked through the different, uh, like, five-point-cost pilots, and yes, the shield upgrade seven, second sister might be the best value out of all those as, a, as a, like, a solo piece. Um, there's some, there's some Merrick uh, lovers out there, um, but you don't want to, if you're a dedicated flanker, you don't want other people's... Uh, support you want to be able to do it all by yourself now you brought up a uh, ruthless so I'll, I'll drop this out of here um i don't i got uh a lot of games in with uh, magna when she first came out and squad leader heavily skating magna is just oh, man what a piece uh if you brought a reaper before a four-point reaper just to coordinate you just bring a three-point ship down now you're talking about ruthless is there any changes you would make then to Obel to get that Ruthless on there? Uh, to Obel? Yeah, I would probably... Mm, 
I would drop Trickshot down to Ruthless and then change the Gunner to Tiber Saxon. Agreed. Really? You guys don't like the Agile at, Gunner, huh? That Tiber yeah. at I-5 along with Baller mm. Backstabber makes those other mm. shit. Especially if you're doing Ruthless and you can guarantee that initial hit and then the follow-ups are going to be strained. Yeah. Because that, that, three because points Tiber, yeah, Tiber, you can dump both strain. Uh, you don't have you're not limited to just straining one. So if you land it, you can dump both strain and now the, the follow up shots from Mauler and Backstabber are gonna be or your, uh, or your own follow shot. Yeah, you know what I mean? double modded because you got your focus, you've got your ruthless, and then you've got the uh debuff with the strain. So it, it, mm -hmm. it makes a hit, so that's a good one. Dion, are you updating these by the way? Sorry, I was getting, uh, people were asking. <laughs> He's okay. It's okay. I mean, I Let think me, we're still uh, you, you, you guys, you guys have talked about a different variation. So, <laughs> no, no, I, I think, I think the, I don't have, honestly, uh, another, uh, what do I say? Oh, another great avenue to take. I think the, the jousting block of time fighters is enough to get people to, turn their back on Ubel, or at least not start shooting him right away. Plus, you're not bringing any shields, so every damage is going to activate Ubel. Uh, the, the range 2 band on him is going to be important, though. Uh, my, my last question, though, about this list, then, is uh, cannon selection. Uh, they, they went right to Saint Laser and Target Assist. Is that the best options? Um, I, to me, I don't like not having a four dice range one uh or just a four dice attack at all from the ship uh no heavy laser cannon nothing like that with the loadouts you gave we do have the points for heavy laser cannon and ion cannon what is uh the value of not bringing um or is there value i guess to not bringing the saint laser i i think because Ubel can shoot twice um mm -hmm. The sync laser then pushes itself over the need for the four dice, for whether it's a range one cannon or the HLC, which since HLC is only up front. Mm -hmm. um, you're here to bring Ubel to do as much damage as possible before he gets burned off the board. Because you got to expect every game, Ubel's going to get burned off the board. He is, mm -hmm. in, in, in the list, you guys are uh, shifting to where Ubel is, is not only um, a very threatening piece, can do damage very well and debuff enemies for the baller stabber combo to do damage. Um, he's also the most points at five. Mm -hmm. So he's easily going to draw the most aggro. He's going to be about trading as much as possible to do as much damage on his way out because he is only one agility. He is going to die. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went the route of um, making Seventh Sister and upgrading her the Yavin Vader and take an Aiden down to a Black Squadron base. I, think, so I thought about uh, that to get the extra uh, Vader in there. Aiden is nice for that like additional, like we know she helps protect TIE Fighters. I think she's much more valuable on lower initiative TIE Fighters and you want to let these Yavin, Mauler, Backstabber to freely afterburners and not have to worry about Aiden trying to hang around in a weird one she moves before them because of initiative. That's true. Uh, someone had ran something uh, very, very similar to that uh, and had big success with Ubel. Um, so I guess that depends on if you can fly more TIE Fighters versus, um, you know, wanting to have Vader in there. Because Vader should be near those TIE Fighters. 
I guess they well, could just can, rely on their own ability. Like yeah, that's true. I was thinking that their ability is only Darth Vader for a second. No, no. Um, their ability is each other or Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So, and I think in, in that list, we saw it show up twice at PAX. Um, and once made the final, once made cut in, in the Ubal, Baller, Backstabber, Vader, Black Squadron Ace. And I think what it excels at is that uh, it's doing a lot of damage up front. Uh, Vader, uh, unless played poorly, shouldn't be really easy to get. So the kind of the default thing to try and take off the board is still Ubal, but then you have Vader still on the board and the mauler stabber combo and, and mauler stabber is still the ships you probably want to take off too because you may not have enough firepower to kill that vader the rest of the way you have to choose really early on when you face this type of list if you can and should go after vader first instead of Ubel. it's a tough decision interesting so let's go ahead how do we let let's box this up real nice let's put a bow on it will which version <laughs> do we want to give them uh, you know, let's take uh, let's take the bunch of Tie Fighters, uh, just because we've we've seen the 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 other version before. Um, it's out in the ethos. So let's, let's take uh, the Sing to Laser Cannon, Tiber Saxon, and we're actually going to take a Tactical Scrambler. So what's what's the pilot? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, that's Ubel. Uh, Ubel ended up being a ruthless Sing to Laser Cannon, Tiber Saxon. And Tactical Scrambler. You can go Baffle, but I think you might actually use Tactical Scrambler more um, when, when Ubel inevitably just smashes into the enemies. And then Tactical Scrambler. No, I'm missing something here. Did I, did uh, I you need Synced, not Heavy. Synced, got it. There it is. All right, and then for TIE Fighters... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep, uh, oh, sorry, uh, drop, uh, the, drop second to Magna and a Black Squadron. Get some I-3s out there. Magna, Tolvan with Squad Leader and Heavy Laser Kanan. Mm, there's a, there's just something about coordinating and then shooting a four dice modified attack at range three, uh, that I just can't get over on that ship. All right, so there is your final version. Hopefully that helps you out. We'll get that posted on Discord uh, later tonight for you. All right, our next one uh, comes to us from a new player. Uh, his name is Tom. His screen name is Atomatom. And um, I'd like for, I'd like for us to go ahead and go through this together uh, because it's it's we have we are very far from removed from like our first list or somebody kind of telling us at first what may be good what might be bad and how to how to fly. Um, Tom says, I'm a relatively new player to this game. I was told this list was good when I came when I came out with it, but I'm struggling to win with it. How should I be flying the TIE Advanced V1? I've been flying them in a swarm to take advantage of HAL Runner's ability. So we have Darth Vader in the TIE X1 with marksmanship, fire control system, afterburners, and shield upgrade. Merrick Steel 
with Predator, Marksmanship, Fire Control, Shield, Juno, Eclipse with Marksmanship, Optics, Fire Control, and then Howlrunner with Shield Upgrade. So I do see a couple of issues off the bat that, that Tom, uh, you are going to learn about. So first, let's start by taking a look at Howlrunner's ability. So... Um, you know, how runner has that ability when a friendly ship at range zero to one performs a primary attack. Uh, that ship may re-roll one attack die. Yes, and I know that you're trying to get those uh, those tie X ones to be able to to you know fire uh, a little bit more accurately. The problem is you have um, Darth Vader. And Merrick Steele, uh, so let's talk about Darth Vader. Darth Vader likes to be a little bit more solo, right? Has the afterburners, has the ability to move around a little bit, doesn't really want to be clamped down into a range bubble. Um, and especially with uh, objectives right now, most of the time you don't want to actually fly in a block because that means that you are not able to get to different parts of the board. So... Um, it's I think it's really easy for the enemy to track you as well. Mm -hmm. If you all are facing one direction and you're all going to three bank, it's very easy to lead you um, and get shots on anybody they want. So the first thing I think my suggestion is going to be is, guys, we either need to get Tom some other TIE fighters and maybe get rid of Merrick Steel and Juno Eclipse, or we get rid of Howlrunner and fill out the list from there. What do you guys think? I would, uh, I would downgrade, Darth, uh, downgrade Darth Vader to uh, Battle of Yavin Darth Vader to get an extra yeah, point. They're built very similarly. Yeah, mm -hmm. so just get that extra point there and bring Hallrunner. It's going to sound repetitive, but bring Hallrunner down to Magna and particularly because no. Marik mm. and Juno can both benefit from that additional... Mm. Um, action because they, they both require a target lock in order to get their offensive output plus uh, they want to have focus so one of those will benefit from having and actually vader also because you're, you're downgrading vader uh is not getting those multiple actions as well so that coordinator actually comes in really handy uh and that gives you um basically a an objective getter at two points it sounds again it sounds repetitive because that's similar to what we did in in the last one but that's a uh, I mean, and you know, we used to do like Jingo Jingo Wampa. Yeah. Every time that I build in Empire these days, I always go back to like, what's the best five points out there? Magna and a, and a throwaway objective getter. And then I got 15 points to play with to, you know, build whatever. Mm -hmm. Empire for me, it's it's all bring bring the boys, bring bring the bring the trench run hunters themselves, Vader, Mauler, Backstabber. Uh, at least when I look at this, um, I agree. Bring the Vader down. It's built very similarly. It already has the built-in shield upgrade. You have mm -hmm. marksmanship. You have afterburners. You had the bonus hate in there. Um, I like Juno Eclipse at four, actually. Uh, I prefer her with passive sensors and crack shot. So she can choose an engagement where she's going to lock and then use the, in, in, her ability to in engagement boost after locking with, with passive sensors. Um, I think Magna's fine, too, in this. And then I just take actually, and I don't have Merrick Steel. I think with the extra two points, I take Merrick Steel and change him into Mauler Backstabber. So it ends up being Vader, Juno, Magna, Mauler Backstabber. 
So you have Magna kind of hanging out with Juno mostly to give Juno the focus, mm -hmm. passive sensors, do her ability, lock and do her ability in engagement phase. You have Muller Backstabber uh, duo, and then Vader hanging around doing his thing. Mauler, backstabber. So what we're gonna do here, what I'm gonna do here for you, Tom, is we're gonna kind of give you a palette to choose from here. Mauler, backstabber, right? Back, backstabber. So obviously this is at 127 points. I'm not sure if you have enough Tie Fighters to do this, but I would assume you have at least two, right? Depending on on what you got here. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree as well. The Merrick, a uh, little 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 expensive. There, you have some some ideas here. Now, what I want to talk about uh, approach here. I want to take a second and just do uh, do a little drawing here for our friends. So Tom, hopefully you do watch the podcast or you can watch this video um we're gonna go ahead and make this a square all right and just to illustrate really quickly what uh what will was talking about earlier he was mentioning that you know when you are staying in a formation it's much easier to track you overall right it's 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 significantly easier so if you kind of have this type of it's your starting locations uh, for for rocks, and you're looking at your bottom your bottom edge. If you have all four of your ships, you had this this four block formation, and they're always moving together. It's it's extremely predictable. Your opponent knows that. Okay, only thing I really need to pay attention to is what's going on here. It's very different versus having uh what we i believe gave you were two different five ship lists okay darth vader is okay alone you can have magna usually what are you guys thinking in the middle if you have magna kind of mm -hmm. being able to go left or right as long uh, as well as your objective getter and then any extra pieces can either go on one side, maybe you support Vader, but you don't necessarily stay in formation um, uh, later on in, in the uh, in in the game, and you have options now to take your pilots in different directions because they're not clamped down into range one. Um, How Runner has essentially lost has felt fallen out of favor quite a bit unless you are doing. A bunch of other abilities that need to be in, in range one. You have Howrunner, Iden, and some other um, other Tie Fighter abilities. Do we think we see Howrunner be successful? I mean, uh, Marcel, when in your uh, Tie Fighter swarm, you didn't have Howrunner, right? No. Cold blooded. Nah, no, don't need I mean, it. Don't want it. I, I mean, he no, limits you. Iden uh, already does that enough, um, but. Um, Iden brings a lot more value than than Hal Runner in most situations, unless you're doing like an I five Alpha Strike. I think Hal Runner probably comes in a little bit helpful if you're doing something like that. Um, you know, um, Mauler Mythil and the um, can't think of the other guy, uh, Backstabber at I five and something like that where you you have a bunch of ships shooting at high initiative and and they need to get. And, and they're already flying in formation for some, you know, because they have to be close to each other. I, I think you get some value out of that. But 
no most of the time it's it's gonna be no because he himself he's got limited fire output uh he doesn't really put a put out a lot of damage and he doesn't really do anything defensively himself there you go so tom hopefully you learned a little something feel free to reply back to us on discord if you have any other questions um we had a have a separatist list here let's go ahead and take a look at that ryan this is coming from light brown pillow all right we have a swarm of of, of some capacity here I see a lot of ships so we'll go through the list first we'll go through notes so we'll start with we have a fearsome predator tri-fighter Four points utilizing uh, the intercept booster, shield upgrade, discord missiles, predator, and advanced slam. Since it does actually get the slam action from advanced or from the intercept boosters. Um, 32C, the four point version, hauling Kraken fire control system uh, with four unused loadout points. Uh, a regular hyena separatist bomber just with this. Three bombardment drones with. Notes here <clears throat> say, goal, having fun with bombardment drones, launching mines forward more than dropping them. Generally try to get in close, survive around, then drop them right on enemies and, and, do, and do damage in the system phase. Cracking out 32C lets me carry this important calculates while the Tri-Fighter and Separatist Bomber have Discord missiles, just additional launching fun times. Question, I originally had to lay fuses on the bombardment drones so, this, so they could fly over their own prox mines if needed, but they got priced out with the latest points. Would it be worth changing to cluster mines or counter nets in order to get delayed fuses back? guess I'll answer that one first because it sounds like we're definitely keeping the bombardment drones no matter what. Um, but I think there's a lot we can still work around. The uh, I think you still take the prox mines. They're still really powerful. Uh, you just have to make sure you hit them. Uh, just... Get to where you need to go and drop it on and just know that you're going to drop it on someone directly uh that way you are able to not have to worry about flying over it basically um i would recommend though and this is part of what i would switch around uh the separatist bomber i don't think at like i'm just here to bring a discord missile you can do that at two points with a vulture um i think you can just ixnay that out for now i wouldn't switch a vulture back in because i want to see what's available uh there are much better four point tri-fighters than the fearsome predator i know it can bring discord missiles but uh, i don't think it's necessary to do on a tri-fighter and then 32c um ability is could be potentially really good but for four points for a hyena, that's a tough buy right now. Uh, hasn't seen a lot of success in the past. Um, I think you can solve that calculate problem by just putting independent calculations as your mod on the bombardment drones. So I would say we also just get rid of 32C for now and then put independent calculations on all three bombardment drones. So our baseline is three bombardment drones and we have 11 points left. We can either supplement that with more vultures if you want to bring stuff with Discord missiles. So let's say we just opted for that and you want to bring a lot of stuff and a lot of things to put in front of enemies. 
Um, so we're going to take uh, 081 from just the standard 081, since we're doing independent calculations anyway with Discord missiles. And then we're going to do a couple of separatist drones so we max out our Discord missile taking at three. So we'll have three bombardment drones, we'll have two separatist drones, and one 081. All the vultures with Discord missiles and the bombardment drones all with proximity mines. We have five points left. Coincidentally, one of the best five-point ships in the game is available with General Grievous. And I would take that. If you want to bring stuff to be in to put things in front of enemies and say deal with it with with my droids. Um Bring all those droids and say, uh, Grievous is uh, looking to get some outmaneuvers along the way while you're trying to avoid all those pie plates and discords. You might be doing some weird maneuvers and Grievous might be expecting that and take full advantage of that with some outmaneuver rerolls. Bam. There, there it is. So if you want to bring, I mean, I, I would agree. Basically, what Ryan's suggesting is here are your best swarming pieces in Separatists. Go have fun. If you want to do swarm, this is how you do it. Um, yeah. Now, if you want to, like, so if you if you were someone who say, I'd really like to keep a tri-fighter in there, um, you could say, okay, let's you would probably lose some of these vultures because I think Grievous is something that is still very valuable, extremely valuable in Separatists. Hard to leave him home. And he can fit in this. Um, you could drop the two Separatist drones that are each two points. You would lose two Discord missiles, but then you would gain an I-5 Tri-Fighter like Volandas. Um, so you could do that. If you prefer to keep a Tri-Fighter in list, maybe you'd... I would assume you have at least three vultures if you're bringing separatists because they come you you own at least two if you own a bubble lab let's put it that way because you yeah. have to pop the separatist back but let's say you just really want to use the tri-fighter um you can ixnay the two separatist drones and put in vol and dos and you don't get the intercept boosters but you do get an i5 tri-fighter who can take a couple smattering of upgrades uh, whether it's, uh, I, I think you you either say I'm gonna go the shield upgrade route, where you go shield predator, and then just take dead man switch because you got the two points in the in the illicit slot, mm -hmm. or you take you go the notorious route, where you take like overtuned modulators or contraband cybernetics, and notorious, and then you have four points left to do with a, with a missile, whatever you want. Whether it's cluster missiles if you take overtuned or. Um, Magpulse for some utility at I-5 for some jam and depleting. All right, there you go. I know we haven't seen too much success for Tri-Fighters in the main game. I will say, though, Siege of Coruscant, Tri-Fighters? Uh, yeah, when they can just come back every turn. <laughs> There's been a lot of people who've been just like, I'm not paying five points for a Tri-Fighter with T-81 until like you actually face him or use him because I, I tried him out uh, this past week and they're like oh you're paying five points for a tri-fire that doesn't seem to make sense it kind of just works out with the points but also he's actually pretty good when you could just pick up all your dice and re-roll them at the cost of like a strainer deplete per the dice and they go oh you could do that I'm like yeah <laughs> you can do what excuse me yeah and then they're like but you're strainer deplete i'm like yeah but i'm not dead or you are dead <laughs> right 
because I did reroll all those dice and got more successful results. All right, so there you go. There is our third one, and our final one uh, comes from us. Uh, comes to us from Joel Springle, aka Snaggletooth, one of our prodigal players. He's back, baby. If you remember, uh, Joel Springle, uh, great performances in the um, in the uh, Galactic Championship Series early on, and. Um, was hesitant for a while, and but is now back with objectives. So it's good to, good to see good to see friends come back home, right, Will? All right, Will, this one's yours. All right, let's take a look here then at the next one. Uh, we are looking at a resistance squad. Uh, Joel has bye. Lost it. There it is. Uh, this started as a quad T70, since it's possible again. Uh, then morphed into get as many cheesy mods as possible. Uh, then eventually into this alliteration. Alliteration? This addition. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Nevi locks Kova right off the bat. Kova usually uses Leia to get those extra dice. R6D8. Uh, that's the. Uh, everybody's uh, like a team predator uh, with HLC is so good, he mentions. Then says, the remaining rough spot is currently held by nine. I had Bastion in there for the freed locks, hearkening back to the get as many free mounts as you can. Uh, but only having a single I-5 or higher seems like a bad idea in this current meta. So let's take a look here. So it starts with uh, Nimi or Nimi. Everyone see that. Uh, this is a Harrelton Hope uh, T70 uh, that looks for uh, initiative threes and higher because you can change a blank result to a eyeball result, uh, which is honestly like really good in this meta that very rarely see I2s and I1s. Everybody's reaching fours. for that so many fours or fours. Yeah, everybody wants to get to four, um, but end up settling for... Uh, initiative three a lot so basically that ability will always be on let's take a look at uh oh then m9g8 and pattern analyzer uh, on nini got covenel with of course that leo organa r4 astromech to get your hard turns to be white and even though you can reveal them as red um, but because of the price increase on R4, I don't get access to Heroic anymore. Uh, so I was taking Marksmanship. Uh, first off, take your jamming beam. All right. Uh, <laughs> both move on to, and then of course, uh, Copenhagen loves those revealed red maneuvers. Uh, that's how they get two, two agility and three attack. Uh, so then the other ones were LO Etsy. With Heroic, Marksmanship, R4-D6, and Heavy Laser Cannon. And then 9 with Heroic, Magpulse Warheads, R3 Astromech, uh, and the Integrated uh, S-Foils. So right off the bat, uh, the, the things I'm noticing is that 9 doesn't have uh, Pattern Analyzer. Uh, let's just rip everything but Heroic off of uh, that right now. Uh, nine's ability plus pattern analyzer uh, is uh, essentially a two action K turn. Then, if you can get your one action to pattern analyzer, then you can clear the stress with 
uh, your front arc ability. Uh, if there, if you gain a stress token, if there's an enemy in your front arc at range zero to one, you can remove that stress token. Very hilarious. Uh, just, just to see nine out there bump slamming into people uh, to get that uh, stress focus without a stress, and then K turn behind them as well. Uh, this also works with uh, with pattern analyzer. Uh, and the linked action, uh, you can focus uh, and then uh, like close your wings, K turn, uh, focus barrel roll. And then when you get into uh, that barrel roll should line up nine's ability, you can clear the stress from the roll and then clear the stress from the K turn and get yourself another action like target lock. Um, so pattern analyzer, basically a must on uh, nine, uh, though it does weaken his overall um, what do I say? Abilities to to take other upgrades here. After heroic, oh man. Uh, my my well, question, in heroic. Why not elusive on nine since you're doing so many reds anyway? Ah, there you go. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. Let's take uh, let's take heroic and or sorry, let's take elusive. Love that combination. Do a red move. Now you're getting a re defensive reroll and two to three actions. Uh, and then you know what? Let's uh, let's put on R two H A because everyone's gonna boo me when I reach for the the underslung blasters. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I was I'm unironically. If you you have less outmaneuvers to deal with if you have just another arc pointing at something, like it's just three points I mean, to say my, my side arc. One of these all side right, arcs gonna... is not gonna be outmaneuvered because it's an arc and that's all I care about. All right, we're going to go for it. We'll take the underslung. Uh, it is, it, it does have value, especially in those pattern analyzer situations to where you can't, um, you can't get a shot. Well, you just rotate your little arc. You can't shoot that underslung. I think people forget that you can shoot that underslung in combat. It doesn't have to be its fancy snapshot like ability. Uh, anyways, let's take a look here. I think nine, or sorry, uh, Elo, fantastic. Um, that that um, party reroll, the party predator, uh, is great. Get the high laser cannon out there. Is it kind of all going all in on the bullseyes? Um, now it's a little bit of a non boat between marksmanship and heavy laser cannon, but uh, for the most part, uh, all those look good to me. Uh, the real question is those uh, to me is Nimi. Uh, as the last list in this, or last ship in this. Would you not go, because, um, I mean, it started out as a 4T70. I would, mm -hmm. You can just go heroic, not heroic, but what is it, um, uh, HOH, Poe, and Zay Versio. That way you... I think that becomes... I-6 a... and I-5, and you still have 4T70s. Mm -hmm. And it's true. If we were going back to the original, uh, trying to get four, I personally don't like Kova. Uh, it's, it's something about being like slow and essentially stationary. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess they have to back up down because of Leia, um, but that's just asking to be shot at, you know. Uh, right. Well, they they, like they can use Leia to make the four straight three banks white instead of them being red. Um, I think true. a lot of people hinge on taking that R four. Uh, I think the Proton Cannon is a good choice just to be like, hey, I have a bullseye that that can hurt real bad. Mm -hmm. And even when I might need to use my ability to coordinate someone or um, not ability, but like Leia, Leia actually gives the purple coordinate action 
or if you need to clear a stress because you had to do some different order of operations for your decision making on Leia for someone else and you still did a red whatever you may have done and uh, I think proton cannon is a is, is a another offensive threat from Koba than just I'm a three die U-wing basically mm-hmm. the, yeah basically small, small base, base small base U-wing Interesting. Okay. So, what, do, do we do we want to send them with Fort C seventies or want to keep the Kova? What do you think, Will? Uh, it's your uh, call. As an your option, because I, I think they I think they understand that Kova does have value. Um, the other option would be Zay and uh, uh, the Poe po and the Heralds of Hope. That way, you get I think, six five five, so three you get three yeah. ships shooting at I five or higher. And right, Zay and that kind of makes up the, the 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 point about not having enough high initiatives when you start getting like Bastion and um, uh, why can't I remember her name? Jess uh, Pamba. Uh, you get real uh, too low initiative, and now you can't. Uh, initiative kill people can't use your boosts and barrels to get out of position. Or out of arc, rather, into a good position. Harold's uh, a hope. Poe pretty much just needs what torps, heroic, and yeah. yeah. By the way, you got rid of Elo. Not you were supposed to get rid of Nimi, not Elo. Oh, hit the back button. So, I think so. Able. So turn turn Nimi into Elo. Is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Or just reload the list. Either way, uh, let's take a look at what else. Uh, does Poe need anything else other than proton torpedoes? Does he need paint, um, or can he reach for? Uh, well, I guess Zay Zay is actually going to be your new carrier then for M9 G8, which I do think is a very good ability. Mm-hmm. Um, Zay normally takes uh heroic or elusive i go back and forth on heroic and elusive to be honest with you it does about the same thing i'll just say uh because it's resistance i would go heroic m9 g8 on that zay and then uh poe uh proton torpedoes a must heroic uh then you guys what do you reach for do you reach for an astromech or are you trying to get uh the paint in there probably r4 still right on Poe, you need you still want on R four. Uh, you still want R four, yeah. yeah. And then elusive on him too. Yeah, hard time. R4. I don't know if I don't know if elusive needs to go up in price, but I've been putting it on everybody for some reason. It's just uh, I, the the value value you can get out of it is so high to me that it's it's hard not to bring. Yeah, elusive heroic. I mean, if you want to go that way, or you can just go fer- Ferrisphere and and uh, marksmanship. Uh, Ferrisphere is only three. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go elusive. That would be the idea. If you don't want oh, to do, I see like, what you're saying. Route, you can go. You want to go elusive heroic? Is that what you said? Yeah, elusive heroic R four. Elusive, pick heroic then or elusive, torpedoes. then go predator. So your range one has a little more oof to yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Double action, I think. Yeah, I think two defensive is two. That Poe wants to swing really hard. And then he dies. Uh, this one's a much more catchable Poe, but he's going to proton torpedo you really effectively. And then his follow up range one, if you have predator, doesn't look as bad. It's just a single focus since he only has one action. And I would probably do heroic because mm-hmm. he's not doing K turns. Um, so on this list, 
you you would actually lock nine uh, to start with M9 G8. Then uh, Poe can get his extra rerolls. Elo can get extra rerolls. Uh, looking for friendly bullseyes. Uh, so it's really just nine's opening that you need uh, some support with. Uh, but this is a very terrifying squad, uh, to be honest with you. The the amount of high initiative, health, maneuverability uh, actually works pretty well. You just have to lean into those, uh, the, the talent rolls, the K-turns, uh, and even uh, Poe helping out. Remember, Poe can, Heroes uh, of Hope Poe can use that ability every other turn, mm -hmm. but he can use it on somebody else's action. Uh, so if your Poe's about to get blocked, make sure you use it for somebody else. Uh, he'd even, man, the, Heroes of Hope Poe and nine is just absurd what you can do uh, on a K turn. Get up to four actions potentially. Zero stress. Oof. Pretty nuts. All right. So that leaves us with uh, with the 20 point squad. How did we end up building out Elo? Because I'm, I'm missing points on him, missing six uh, points. Marksmanship, uh, D6, and then he had a heavy laser cannon. Uh -huh. uh, so, oh, so yeah. you kept heroic marksmanship instead of crack shot since you already have R68. I, I like yeah, crack. I mean, it's uh, it, because you're already focused on, I know, it's kind of like a nambo marksmanship and heavy laser cannon. But when you have one point in your loadout with one of the objectives really emphasizing crits, I think it has value to bring still. Sure. Oh, no, I'm not doubting marksmanship, I'm doubting heroic. Oh, you really don't like heroic, do you? So yeah, you don't need predator. You don't need predator with our four d six. You're not. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Crack, that, that's why I like crack shot and just say instead of a one point to two point, you just make it a three point crack shot. Oh, crack shot instead. Ah, mm, mm. <laughs> it doesn't work with HLC, but that range one when you already have R sixty eight plus. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of rolling double blank though. Like you, the time you're trying to hold, you're like, all right, I'm not going to spend my focus on offense. We're going to hold it for defense. And then you just double blank and die. Yeah. Uh, and makes me need, so sad. And and you do need something to to pop crates. So there's nothing else other than that. Other than that murder. <laughs> <laughs> pop pop. Easy, just kill them. <laughs> yeah, you just blast them. Uh, that's not always the case. But yeah, if you're looking for, I don't think the other version was bad. Though I would swap out. Um, if you're running a 4T70, look at Zay. Honestly, I think Zay should be in most resistance squads. She's really good, uh, especially at four, four points. Four points, decent loadout, like uh, all the upgrade slots you want. Um, yeah. I actually think an talent. underrated upgrade Jeez. on her, everyone defaults to M9G8, but um, R2D2 Astromech is like one of the cheapest, oh. least consequence regens in the game because it's an end phase regen instead of a system phase regen, and you only take a deplete for it. And it's six points. That can make Zay annoying to try and what people are probably mostly going to try and do initiative killer. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's the only weakness about her is that she's I three. But with that defensive reroll against damaged targets, you get high initiative to counteract that to try to give her some defensive rerolls. Yeah, your offensive output from that Poe with Proton Torb HLCs from the other T seventies. Crack shot or whatever you're doing to push damage and make Zay that much harder to kill because now you're getting defensive rerolls. 
All right. Well, Joel, hopefully uh, this is to your liking. Uh, if you guys remember, if you don't remember who Joel Springle was, he was the five Kirax player. FK. That's right. Right. So, um, for anybody who has been around for uh, for GSP, he was the one that that took it all the way to one of our our, uh, our Galaxy's finals. So there you go. Those are our lists of the week for this week. Feel free to continue getting us submissions. Uh, we do love looking at them. We're going to continue digging through the ones that we have uh, each week. And uh, I think next week, Ryan, I'd, I'd love to do that topic that you had suggested. Uh, Starting to take a, some closer looks at range zero. Not range zero, zero. Excuse me. Turn zero. Something zero. Uh, taking a, look, a closer look at turn zero. Uh, it is probably for most people some of the uh least i know it, it can be hard to explain how to get better at turn zero so let's have a conversation because the more we talk about it the better we can, can continue to understand it ourselves but also just get better explaining it because um it's one of those when you first start out the game you just put your pieces down you figure it out and uh some players can have been able to have success with not really caring how they set up um but uh most of the time if it's just another way that you can give yourself advantage in the beginning of the game all right. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron out.